0: This program was produced at and first aired on NPR Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand on air. Kapai irarangi tamoto. MPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to slash donate Morena nomai kiti korero. Welcome to the catch up on Manawatu People's Radio. Tereo irarangi ona tangata o Manawatu. It is a Monday morning and that means we turn our attention to things economic. Uh, this uh, Monday we're looking at CEDA, the Central Economic Development Agency, and oftentimes uh, they'll send someone our way that we can discuss uh, something interesting about something related to the local economy and local business. And today we have a systems manager for Central Demolition, uh, Brian Sammy. Good morning to you. Good morning. And uh, someone that uh, we've crossed paths before and actually Cedar related as well because yes. you used to be at Cedar back in the day and um, doing work with community back then.
1: Yeah, I was doing uh, work with a business community at that time as a business growth advisor. Um, so pretty much, yeah. Working with the community in terms of the business community here,
0: uh, but you know it's it's a it change is as good as a holiday, and uh, you've moved to Central Demolition. Um, I, I guess just to start uh, there, Central Demolition—that's obviously quite a specific uh, duty that they're carrying out, probably across New Zealand, but certainly in the in the Central North Island.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Central Lower North Island, almost of North Island too. Um, We do all sorts of work, uh, I guess in terms of demolition side of things. Um, we do a lot of work for government and other agencies and quite a few um, construction companies, um, the likes of Alexander, Mara, Hawkins.
0: Um, all over the show Mm. so yep when people think of of demolition they might be inclined to think uh, of uh, movies and big wrecking balls and Miley Cyrus Um, (laughs) but uh, and 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 a lot of waste involved and this is sort of where we're heading in the interview but certainly you know a lot of waste involved you're just demolishing buildings or, or clearing property and just throwing stuff to landfill and that might have been true a while ago
1: Yes and look um to to a certain extent it's true for today um but what we're trying to do is um there's a shift in terms of you know uh being a a lot more environmental um in terms of awareness uh to start with and then also starting to work towards um i guess the clean up side of things um cleaning up by act um Uh, When we do demolition, yes, there's a lot of um, construction and demolition waste um, that's created around the country. Um, Obviously, it's part of progress as we create new buildings. Mm -hmm. We obviously have to take the old building away, and that's where we come in. So initially, I guess we are the first part of the process um, of any construction, um, especially if it's um, removing older buildings and replacing it with new ones. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do a lot of work for Kāinga Ora for example, Um, and part of that process, I guess, is um, finding better ways, continuous improvement, uh, in terms of waste
0: uh, management. I mean, uh, and I guess the other thing is, I mean, this is a, a dangerous job because oftentimes buildings are are demolished because they have dangerous materials in them, for example, and, and your job will be to yes. get rid of those. And the obvious one is asbestos. Yes. Um, and I, I guess there's no real way to upcycle asbestos, or is there?
1: No, there mm-hmm. isn't. Um, I mean, we're always out on the search um, if we can find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done some research as well um, overseas in and how they've sort of started to look at things. Um, there's a couple of um, sort of potential things out there um, overseas in EU, I guess, um, you know, in terms of uh, using... Asbestos and uh, deconstructing it in, in in terms of you know chemical yeah, and, yeah. and incineration, um, but there's it requires very high temperatures and things like that, so it's pretty complex mm-hmm. process. Um, but we're certainly open to looking at all of that sort of stuff. But in the meantime, I guess for us, it's looking at um, the other material. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we do um, asbestos removal. And we still have to comply by what the government regulations are at the moment, mm-hmm. which we have to take it to a resource consented um, landfill.
0: So when, when you are demolishing a building and, and you're wanting to be more conscientious about the waste, what are the sort of typical things that you – I mean, do you take more care to remove, say, metal um, to reuse it, or yes. are you taking that uh, just? Are you just still ripping it off, but taking it to a scrapyard for them to to do that process?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, we, we we you know, metal is obviously you know pretty much the valuable stuff. Um, but what we've started to do, and and I guess it's got to do a little bit with the mindset of um, people who are doing this sort of work. Um, And uh, Ian Butcher, who's the Director of uh, Central Demolition and Central Environmental now, um, he's definitely had that mindset that, you know, we need to start looking at these things Mm. much more carefully. Um, So it is a balance between, you know, you you need to get the job done and and get the, um, you know, whatever it is, the land ready um, for reconstruction. But at the same time, it's about being mindful about where everything is going. Mm. So we, we started to do bricks. We started to do, um, you know, untreated wood. Um, and I guess it's sort of going towards deconstruction too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so, demolition. so much demolition, yep. you know. Um. So we're moving away as much as we can from that whole, you know, rip it down and, yep. you know, away you go. So, yeah, definitely, there's a move towards that and- so if
0: you're moving from demolition to deconstruction it, it is that a more that it must be a more expensive process um or certainly a more timely process, but can you transfer some of that cost uh from the the deconstruction into profit? By selling these materials, And thus to the person that says clear my land, is it more expensive for them to deconstruct than demolish or can you offset some of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can offset a certain amount of it. But I guess um, the other part of the conversation becomes, you know, it's not just about the profits and the money. It's um, also you can weigh it up in terms of the good that you're doing for the environment. The so, ethics. Yeah, absolutely, because, I mean, you can weigh it up in terms of profit and, and the cost side of things, um, and that is important because we still have to be sustainable as a business. However, you still have to look after mm-hmm. um, our future, you mm-hmm. know, um, and I guess that's where Butcher's sort of mindset is as
0: well so with so we're talking about central demolition at the moment uh obviously a successful business uh, in the region um that in in and of itself would be a reason i suppose to connect with the central economic development Agency but obviously with Ian butcher's mindset around wanting to be more ethical and and sort of not jump on the upcycle bandwagon but certainly appreciate the the value in that um was was ceda instrumental in that shift within the business to recognise what Ian wanted to achieve or did CEDA come in more around the innovation side that we're going to talk about shortly?
1: I think um, initially it was um, more the business end Mm -hmm. because we grew quite exponentially as a business in terms of central demolition and part of that growth was getting the support to ensure that we're sustainable as we grow because obviously a lot of businesses go under because of the quick, you know, Um, Quick Mm. road to success, however, it can be quite detrimental as well. So I guess Cedar came in in that sense um, in terms of support for us um, as a business and that's what I was doing initially. Um, So, yeah, they supported the business end. But definitely going forward, um, especially with the connections that Cedar's got with Callahan Innovation, mm-hmm. that is definitely one of the areas that we are looking at. Um, any, any, um, sustainability side of things, environmental side of things, um, you know, we'd love to work with whoever out there, um, to get those connections and get it up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the Waste Minimization Fund, um, deserves a mention in terms of this because that's enabled us really um, to get our central environmental side going as well. Mm. Um, alongside uh, Manautu District Council and Palmerston North City Council who have been huge supporters. Yeah. Um, we're actually based in the Manautu District Council land out at Kawakawa Road mm-hmm. um, and that's where we're building our resource recovery um, center basically.
0: Um, you talk about the city council and the district council, and in the innovation of uh, creating central environmental, which I promise we'll get to in a moment. Um, the relationship between you and the councils is very strong. And when people tend to think of property development and the development, you know. Re- Reform of of properties, um, the relationship with the council, you know, planning permission and planning policy people, it can it can be kind of loggerheads. There can be a bit of a, <laughs> a, a lack of uh, con- constructive communication in those situations. But you've you've really sort of thrown that stereotype to the wind. You, it's, it's yeah, been a strong absolutely.
1: One. Look, you know, it, it's actually that they have really come on board and supported us um, in this sense as well. Um, I guess the connections that we had. Um, Um, You know, with uh, Richard Templer to start with, uh, who was the previous CEO at MDC, and also Helen um, Warboys, um, the current mayor, um, and also, I guess, PNCC, the connections we had through CEDAR. Uh, a lot of that has played into um, actually the support that we have got Mm -hmm. um, to get this up and running. Um, I guess one of the things identified quite early on in the conversation was around um, the earthquake prone buildings Mm -hmm. that uh, in the next 10 years is going to become more of a conversation topic as well. Yeah,
0: because we've spoken to Mayor Helen Warboys on on this program quite extensively on this and that the clock is ticking for property owners to make their property safe, and when that clock runs out, there's only sort of one option left, really, isn't there? And yeah, that, that's and probably where you come in.
1: Yes, and that's exactly it. I mean, it's going to be very expensive, um, the waste side of things, mm-hmm. and that's where we started that conversation as well. Um, if we can reduce that level of um, cost mm-hmm. to landlords, you know, you can probably retain a lot of, um, even if it's you know keeping the facade. Yep. and and getting rid of the sort of dangerous part of the building yep. um, and then strengthening. We did that um, locally with a BNZ building here in Palmerston North. Um, so it's definitely doable. Yeah. But the cost side of things, if you don't look at it, um, it's going to be huge. Yeah right.
0: So, well, listen, we should just say we are here with uh, Brian Sammy, Systems Manager for Central Demolition. Uh, this is on the CEDA spot on the catch-up. If you want to listen listen to this or previous editions of the catch-up series, head to the website npr.nz forward slash show forward slash catch-up. Um, we've had a bit of a look at the history of central demolition and, and where they are now and the, the focus that they put uh, and the importance they put on handling waste appropriately. And that has led to some innovation, which is really why you 're here today is to showcase the innovative things that you are doing. Uh, a new company has been set up central environmental yes, and you are turning waste into roads. says the headline in front of me <laughs> um, from NZ entrepreneur um, yeah tell us tell us about this because I mean the whole point as as we 've said is keeping the waste out of the landfill and and the unusable I suppose, the, the, the hardcore concretes and things That's and right out of landfill, and you've found another use.
1: Absolutely. The big part of um, construction and demolition waste in a lot of the commercial buildings, for example, is concrete, mm-hmm. right? So that was a good starting point for us, um, because there's huge potential with the recycle of concrete. Um, if you ta- turn it into aggregate, mm-hmm. which can be used for, you know, um, base course for the for paths, for roading, for all sorts. Um, obviously, you get it certified if you're doing it yeah, for yeah. roading, um, which we're in the process of um, getting done. So working with Manawatu District Council and Palmerston North City Council as well, uh, we have actually established uh, we've bought a crusher. Yep. Now, that was uh, funded through um, the Waste Minimization Fund or we funded it initially and then yep. they funded it as part of that yep. process. So... I mean, we've crushed one hundred and eighty-one thousand tons of concrete. Good. Well, which has is that all come, gone?
0: Has that all come from Manua too, or central Central North Island?
1: Yeah, pretty much so. Yeah, well, a hun- yeah. A hundred, a hundred Say that again. One hundred and eighty-one thousand. Tons was the last count. That that's I, a, that's <laughs> a
0: lot of demolition. I didn't know there was that much construction and demolition going on in the area. Yeah, there's huge amount of things going on. There um, must have been some pretty big buildings for that.
1: There. Um, Well, it's generally, I mean, if you're taking foundations out, for example, mm-hmm. you know, that that's a lot of concrete mm-hmm. too. So all sorts of things, right? And, and the thing is, what we're finding is we actually – not only meeting demand, mm. we're actually running short of supply. So here's here's a, um, I guess, plug. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any concrete out there yep. that needs crushing yep. and that you want to get rid of, yep. at the moment we can do free disposal at the Kawakawa site. So you can contact us yep. um, on our 800 number if you look up Central Demolition. Um, just contact us and, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do with you.
0: I've got concrete at home that needs getting rid of. I've just torn a shed down the foundations (laughs) and going, I'm, I'm writing this down. Perfect. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it, it's not quite 181,000 tons. I'd be, I'd be surprised (laughs) if it was two, but there you go. Um, that figure astounds me. Uh, technical question: uh, If it's reinforced concrete, rebar, that sort of yes. thing, how does that go through the crusher? So the would... crusher
1: has actually got magnets, and and it's got a process where it pulls out all the um, steel. Wow! And we recycle the steel. I was going to say, and you'll be recycling. it. And that. we can. We've actually bought a screen uh, screening plant as well, just recently. Mm-hmm. And what that does is screen it as the crushed concrete gets screened into different. Um, grades, So you've got the larger, obviously, pieces, yep. and then it goes right down to the really fine stuff. Like those Lego sorters. They're, yeah, they're different that's, size that, holes that's it. exactly it. <laughs> there we go. It's, well,
0: that construction is just big Lego. Um, so you, you, you've, you've done all this sort of in, innovative thinking. Um, I guess the next question is, well, 181,000 tons. This is a success. You, there's not enough supply. You're obviously going to grow this, surely. Yes, absolutely we are.
1: Yep, and, and I guess um, we've laid the foundation now, um, literally. Yes. Um, so we've got the concrete foundation out at the kāukau site and we are putting in temporary buildings mm-hmm. and we're going to start the process in terms of um, uh, wood, so non-treated wood. Um, obviously the treated stuff we have to be very careful with yeah. and, and that cannot be put with the rest of the mix. Um, but we're also looking at things like jib, jib. Which is, you can use as gypsum, uh, mixing it with fertilizer and all sorts of things, um, right. going back into the, you know. Um Fields out there.
0: So is this going to be a centre open to the public or is this where central demolition are just going to be taking their materials and and, and working through it so that you don't have to do it on site? You can just get rid of the building quickly at the the work site, come back to your depot and slowly pick it apart there.
1: Well, this is definitely going to be open to um, construction companies and also the public. Um, At this stage though, we are in development and the actual site um, the council site's in development. Mm-hmm. So it is going to be down the road a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely open to all of that stuff, mm-hmm. right?
0: And and I will this be – because the other thing that I find at the moment is whenever I want to uh, get rid of waste, landfill is the only option and there is normally a huge price ticket attached to it, <laughs> especially if you live in a rural place like I do. I've got a trailer in a shed. I fill it with stuff that yep. can't be recycled and has to go to to landfill. And when you take the trailer, it costs a fortune. Yeah. Um, is and and if there is stuff there that I could take to you, for example, will I have to pay you for the privilege, or are you going to be making enough money out of this that I can drop stuff off for free?
1: Well, at this stage, it's free. Yeah. Um. Obviously, with various costs uh, in terms of transportation and things like that. Uh, potentially, um, there will be costs mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. and and different prices for different things. Yeah, yeah. But um, we are going to try and keep it as you know affordable as possible in terms of you know making sure that we're recycling as much as we can, putting as much as we can through our system. Hmm. Um, so definitely.
0: It's good to hear because at the moment there, you know, unless you know like I take my scrap metal to the scrap metal recyclers, people don't always know the, about that system and that process so a lot of stuff is still going yep. into landfill. You just need to look at the um, the uh, place near the railway station in Palmerston North. the yes, place, Matthew's and, Line. Yeah. yeah, You look down into the pit there and you go, well, that could have gone out. So the, the scrap yard, that could have gone to but people don't think about that marketing must be a big part of this as well and and it uh, we've heard about mode shifts for transport options and now I guess this is a mode shift for waste minimization as well but you're going to have to put a lot of work into marketing this so people know it exists
1: yeah absolutely look it's it's about um starting local um, I think that's that's our main thing. Um, as much as we can, we'd love to get um, all the contractors in the area starting to feed into this yep. um, because, you know, one, it's going to be a cost-saving for them, but it's also going to be
0: awesome for local. Yep. Um, I mean, I the cost-saving alone, alone should be incentive enough. Yes, absolutely. For a small business and there's uh, sold trader tradies.
1: Yeah, and, and um, look, uh, the other thing I guess we're looking at is – around the innovation side of things, is the transportation of uh, material mm-hmm. and actually sorting things out at sites mm-hmm. rather than, you know, having to do that at at the resource centre. Okay, yeah. So we're looking at all sorts of options in terms of bins, you know, if we can have separation bins. So you're putting concrete in one, you're putting material that's sort of clean in one. Yeah. Um, I guess the challenge becomes is people have to be really mindful and have practices in place um, at these sites. So, here's a, um, I guess, uh, to all to all construction people out yep. there. Um, that, you know, you're not you don't put rubbish. Go. Yeah. Well, you need to separate things properly hmm. um, if you but do this, that. I
0: mean, this is the same with all recycling. I mean, Palmerston North City Council, if you hold an event in Palmerston North City Council boundary, uh, you have to make sure that, it, say, food vendors are using uh, compostable or yes. biodegradable uh, cutlery. Uh, they've got the recycling bins. You have to have volunteers there encouraging people to Absolutely. separate stuff out. I mean, this is a mindset we're all being encouraged to do. Uh, Palmerston North City Council, Ferguson Street, glasses different coloured glasses, plastic. We we all know this. So now we're just going, let's separate out some more waste, the concretes and the bricks and the steels and and everything else. My question is I can see uh, the, the issue I have with the recycling system at the moment, the domestic one, is that half of the plastics that we get and have no real option over, your meat trays, they're not re- They say recyclable on them. They have the little triangle on them. But <laughs> yeah. the Palmerston North City Council say, nope. don't put them in there because they can't be recycled. And you're contaminating our plastics and making it harder for us to export it when you do it. Last I heard, there was a warehouse full of plastic bags because they said they were recycling, but they were holding on to them until a country said, well, we can use them, but never did. That could yeah, be an urban myth. Right. <laughs> it could be an urban myth, but it, it, it conveys the point that Someone needs to be innovative and start looking at these. And if you're, it strikes me that if you're demolishing buildings, you're going to be demolishing buildings that have unrecyclable plastics in them, for example, or weird types of glass that can't yeah. go into. So is there room for growth for you to help in the domestic recycling space for some of this stuff that the councils won't touch?
1: I think um, to a certain extent, we want to start with what we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether we're going to move towards that in the future. Um, the potential is that you know we've already started work with, working with the councils. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether we'll move towards domestic waste, but definitely in terms of construction and demolition waste. Yeah, you know, there's huge amount of this stuff. Sorry, I put way too much <laughs> and, pressure yeah, on you as an organisation to solve all of our problems.
0: Yeah, yeah we it can just, solve some problems. It just it <laughs> struck me as uh, the. the If not you moving into the domestic space, you being able to advise on solutions to councils to manage the different styles of plastics differently, for example, or a way to just collaborate on constantly improving the recycling process.
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, you know, if there's areas that we are, I guess, example, is asbestos, right? Um, So we have some expertise around that. And we can definitely look at advising around that. But when it comes to plastics and things, we're probably not as, no. you know, qualified in yep. the sense um, as maybe some other people around New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's, it is definitely about uh, collaboration. Uh, and that's where we are heading to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we, we started co- collaborating with um, the local councils. Now we're actually collaborating with government mm-hmm. and we'd love to collaborate with all these other businesses that are around. Um so it is definitely you know there's a certain amount of com- com- competitiveness but Collaboration is the answer to mm-hmm. the bigger problems that we have in the world, Yeah, right?
0: Um, I was just thinking, I mean, you're saying you're collaborating with the government and collaborating with all these organisations. I'm assuming other countries would be collaborators as well, either aspirational or are already. It, it strikes me, I, I wonder what the demolition scene is like in some of the Pacific Islands and, and some of the, the, the realm countries of New Zealand, because surely support would be appreciated there in being more ethical ethical about demolition and reusing things where, you know, it's not easy to get resources in some of these countries?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, uh, not long ago I was actually in Auckland, obviously, before the lockdown, Um, and I sat down with um, people from the Auckland Council, and they are already doing all of that sort of stuff with their own buildings. So Mm -hmm. the Auckland City Council um, uh, sites that they have, they've got people who are deconstructing, literally deconstructing buildings, um, putting trusses and things into containers and sending it to the Pacific Islands. Oh, brilliant. And they're making halls and all sorts of things at the schools there. Oh, that's cool. So that's already happening, you know, in small scale Mm -hmm. at the moment. Yep. But definitely passing on the best practice, you know, why not? Yeah, no. no,
0: that's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, you mentioned the lockdown, I should ask, because it seems almost impossible to find a tradesman at the moment. Despite the pandemic, the construction industry just seems to have gone gangbusters. Um, I guess <laughs> everyone, when they were locked down, went, I don't like my kitchen anymore. I want it renovated. Yes, um, I'm assuming it's carried forward into the demolition area as well. You guys doing all right? Absolutely. We are so... Busy. <laughs> that's probably an understatement. Well, he ends up in Taupo at the moment, isn't he? Because yeah, I'm speaking to you.
1: Bay of plenty Taupo. You know, Wellington is huge. Um, we're doing so much work. People don't have money to spend in terms of travelling, mm-hmm. so it gets spent locally, which is awesome yep. for infrastructure, right? Yeah. Um, definitely. and we're doing really well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, plan the plan for the future is to sort of embed this new uh, central environmental facility on Kawakawa Road, Kawakawa in, Road, yes, in, in Fielding. So that's it's just down from the current sort of uh, landfill site, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's where it is, actually. Oh, is that the yeah, current pretty one? much where the um, wastewater and uh, the treatment center is and all that. Right. So we are part of that land. Mm-hmm. Um, they've sort of given us an area where we can start doing the processing, and that's what we're doing. So are you there rent-free? Um, let's put it this way, we've got a great deal yep. <laughs> <laughs> with the council. Yep. And they look they have been amazingly supportive. Um Hamish War, we've worked with him. Um, Andrew Van Bussel from Rungitiki District Council as well as um Manupati District Council. Amazing. Um, Really, really, really supportive.
0: Well, as you said, with the earthquake strengthening and earthquake-prone buildings and the priority thoroughfare stuff and the town centre refresh and fielding, it all makes sense for them to have somewhere to get rid of a lot of construction waste very quickly. Um, So, you know, mutually beneficial. Absolutely it is. Yes. Uh, Brian Sammy, system manager from Central Demolition. Uh, We are pretty much out of time. Uh, If anyone wants to read more about this success story, NZ entrepreneur. Our magazine, uh, you can search for Innovation Nation 2021 uh, How Central Environmental is Turning Waste into Roads. That was published on the 7th of October. Um I was going to say something else. It's gone completely out of my head, but we are out of time, so it doesn't matter. Brian Sammy, Central uh, Systems Manager for Central Demolition. Um, and uh, sounds like some of the brains, but not all of them. There are others, too, uh, behind Central Lots. Environmental. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us on The Catch-Up this morning. Thank you very much. And if you want to read about other success stories or hear uh, success stories uh, from SIDA, make sure you're listening to The uh, Catch-Up here on Man with Two People's Radio every second Monday where we're uh, showcasing uh, success stories in the central North Island. That is it for now. We will talk to you again tomorrow at half past eight for another edition of The Catch-Up. Bye for now.